great football team with a lot of moral fiber and a lot of character, and they showed it. Shout, a Buffalo football podcast, hosted by Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. No place else you'd rather be than right here, right now. When it's too tough for them, it's just right. Presented by Syracuse.com and NYUP.com. The Bills make me wanna. What's up, Bills Mafia? Welcome into the preview edition. Richard says we're late again because Ryan's doing his hair. That is actually true. He's combing out his uh, his goatee right before we started. No, the Bills with a late injury report today, a little roster move at 4 p.m. Uh, so we had some work to do. We were getting it out to the Shout Insiders uh, to make sure that they knew that uh, what had happened and the fact that we were going live right now to come in and join us and watch the preview edition of Shout, a Buffalo Bills football podcast brought to you by Tops Friendly Markets. Are you ready for Slider Sunday? Bills, Patriots, big game. Make sure you are stocked up uh, on all your favorite goodies uh, to host a party and Tops Friendly Markets has you covered. Every time you visit slidersunday.com, you have a chance to win free products, brand swag, tailgating gear, trips, and more. One chance per day, no purchase necessary. Ryan, Bills versus Patriots. Uh, it, it has a different feel these days, right? But I think we learned a valuable lesson last week that there's no days off. There's no games off. Every team in this league can figure it out. And, you know, there's a lot of talent on the on the defensive side of the ball. Even with Matthew Judon and Christian Gonzalez out for the season, the Bills got to get up to go on the road and play and play a desperate Patriots team that I feel like if their season has any chance of flipping, which that, that chance is very low. This is a must-win, gotta-win game. Yeah, it's it's an any given Sunday type of league. And uh, you're right. I look at this game as kind of like a throw the kitchen sink type of matchup for the Patriots in terms of what they might throw at the Bills. And uh, Mac Jones, Malik Cunningham, Bailey Zappi, they have a lot of quarterbacks. Do they have a good one? I don't know. Uh, but they might throw a lot of little wrinkles at the Bills here on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I think the best place to start is like this Mac Jones conversation and like what this player is in 2023. Because I mean, if you rewind the clock a little bit, Ryan, I was talking about this with Andrew a couple days ago. You know, this was a guy that I think a lot of people thought had a chance to be at the, you know, at the least the second best quarterback in the division, you know, without the Jets having an answer, you know, Tua struggling at the start of his career and some different things going on there, his inability to stay healthy. Mac Jones had a pretty good rookie year. Uh, I think he even had one decent game against the Bills his rookie year. I can't remember the exact performance. Um, but since then, it has just been a guy that hasn't been able to find any consistent uh, production. I watched him the last couple of weeks, and it looks like he's just absolutely spooked in the pocket. The first sign of pressure, and his footwork just falls to uh, absolute mess. And so last three weeks, zero touchdowns, five interceptions against Mac Jones. No Ed Oliver. He's been ruled out for this game. But I still think the key to this game is getting after uh, Mac. And there could be a challenge in that because on the left side, Trent Brown has been the most consistent player on that New England Patriots offensive line. I feel like the Bills are going to have to win there. Leonard Floyd, A.J. Epinesa, Greg Russo, Von Miller uh, to have an impact on, on Mac in, in the passing game. Yeah, you want to make him uncomfortable just the way he's been the past few few weeks out there in the pocket for New England. And 
Uh, it's a mess. I mean, uh, New England's roster, the offensive line play, the uh, talent that's been surrounded around Mac Jones. And I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy, but you're right. He looks like a completely different player than uh, the guy we saw in his rookie year. And all of a sudden you, you change coaches on him. Uh, you know, he had Matt Patricia last year as one of his coordinators. He goes to Bill O'Brien. You expect to step up this year. And it just really hasn't happened. So you, you do want to get after him early, shake his confidence a little bit more, maybe even put a decision uh, on Bill Belichick and company in terms of, is this the guy that you want to keep out there for the entire game for the rest of the season? Uh, is their starting QB? Do you want to look at Zappi or Cunningham? What do you want to do? Uh, but for me, obviously, with Ed Oliver out of this game, man, I think the run game is a little bit more of a concern in my eyes. Uh, I think the Patriots are going to try to keep the, the control of the ball, keep the Bills offense off the field. We know the success this offense has had. Uh, against New England more times than not the past three or four years. So, you know, if they can run the ball, control the clock, keep the Bills off the field, that itself could help keep this game closer than expected. You know, if Ed Oliver was playing in this game, I'd say that matchup in, on the inside against City Sal, uh, the young left guard for for the Patriots, was, was, is one that I'm looking at. Uh, in pass blocking through six weeks, has an anemic 35 PFF pass block grade, which – is one of the worst that I've seen. I've seen those kind of numbers in like one game performances. Uh, last week, I think it was Connor McGovern who had a, a down week against the Giants. But that, as a six-week sample size, it shows you how bad things have been on the interior. Trent Brown at left tackle has only surrendered seven pressures all season long. So that's going to be a challenge. But I think one area where the Patriots have been pretty good, and I don't, I don't think that it's a surprise, is in the run game. and. Obviously, we know what they have in Ramondre Stevenson. He's had some good games against the Bills over the last couple of seasons. He's having a, a pretty good uh, season, 234 yards so far, but he's only averaging three yards per carry. Ezekiel Elliott is almost at four, a guy that I thought looked kind of shot over the last couple of years in Dallas, but he's given them a kind of a little bit of a spark. And without Ed Oliver, without Daquan Jones, to me, that run defense on the interior holding up, I think the, the Patriots are going to try to lean into that. The weather is calling for maybe some wind. Uh, I know that Bills fans have uh, bad memories about a win game against the Patriots. I don't know if we'll have anything like a couple of years ago. But, you know, you look at, you know, Jordan Phillips, Tim Settle. Is this finally the Puna Ford game where maybe he's able to come in, play maybe at least 50% of the snaps? I mean, last week, Ed Oliver played 87%. I think Jordan Phillips was at 57 and then Settle and uh, Puna Ford were in the 20s. Those those numbers are going to skyrocket for Settle and Puna Ford this week. Yeah, they have to. I mean, the Bills could obviously elevate someone from their practice squad, Andrew Brown. Uh, Cameron Klein's listed as a DN, but he's played D-tackle in his career. Mm -hmm. They have guys that they could elevate, but you, you want to lean on those that are on your 53-man roster. And uh, obviously, Tim Settle was brought in last year to kind of uh, compete for a big role. Didn't really do so much in year one. Had a really nice summer, though, so this is a great opportunity for him. Puna Ford, free agent signing. Some of the Bills coveted in free agency, inactive uh, early on this year. Gets in the lineup last week for about 20% of the snaps, as you mentioned. You need to see him see a significant uptick as well. Obviously, Jordan Phillips in the mix, too. We'll see a, a good lion's share of the, of the load, too. So that's a, a good rotation, but you're obviously missing – you know, the superstars that you once had there and Ed Oliver and Daquan Jones in this matchup. So there's no doubt in my mind that Bill Belichick and company are going to try to test the interior of that D-line. 
give Ezekiel Elliott the ball, give it to Ramondre Stevenson, see if the Bills can hold up. Uh, if not, I mean, they, they could put Mac Jones and company in really good favorable third down situations, and, and it could be a completely different ball game than many anticipate. You know, it's I also look at like Dorian Williams and Terrell Bernard this week because I think it hasn't been like a spectacular season for Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki, but you know, two two players that if they do find success in their passing game, like if you were to sell me on on them finding some type of consistency in that part of the game, those two guys would be heavily involved for me. So I think Hunter Henry is a guy in this game that I'm watching out for if I'm the Bills. Uh, they have Kendrick Board on the outside, who Devontae Parker, who I just think just isn't very good. Like, man, I've watched this guy with Miami. I've watched him with New England, and it is amazing to me that the the, the Patriots thought that they could build their offense around him. But I'm also not surprised because they've done such a piss poor job of building out the skill position rooms. Um, I, I like Kendrick Bourne actually. Like we talked about him on the Wednesday episode. But outside of him, I mean, you you look through this this offense and Pharaoh Brown, Demario Douglas, Ty Montgomery, Juju Smith Schuster. I feel like you know even Kayshawn Butte. Uh, out of LSU, I felt like he was like kind of on the lower end of the receiver prospects. When we talked to draft analysts about guys that get excited about coming out of the class, like I, I, there's not a lot that does it for me in, in that group. Yeah, and, and Tyquan Thornton showed some speed at times. Well, I like I like year. Thornton. I left him but out. He, he yeah he has some speed to his game, but th- there's still a lot to be desired there. Juju Smith-Schuster is one of their big free agent signings. Uh, he was actually listed on their injury report with concussions. Like it was plural. It wasn't singular. And, and I guess it wasn't a mistake. So that's always worrisome uh, if you're a Patriots fan seeing that. But, um, you know, you know, looking at the rest of this roster, there's not many wide receivers that strike fear uh, in you if, if you're a Bills fan or if you're an opposing coach. But you're right. The tight ends, Mike Kosecki is a very athletic tight end. Hunter Henry's had some success in his career using his athleticism. Uh, young linebackers in for the Bills. We know that Terrell Bernard has had a great season, great start to the season. Uh, I thought Dorian Williams had a really nice performance last week, a bounce back after some struggles getting thrown on the field against Jacksonville, but they're going to get tested. This is a matchup where you're looking for any kind of advantages that you can if you're the Patriots. And, and like you said, Matt, these guys have a history of at least making some plays here and there. Wouldn't be surprised if they were they were a big focal point for New England. We made the shout text insider line a big focal point of our coverage. And you could become an insider today by texting 716-528-6727. The shout text line is brought to you by Carrie C. Buyer, attorney with the law offices of Francis M. Litro, located at 237 Main Street, Buffalo, New York. If you or anyone you know is seriously injured, give him a call at 716-852-1234. Tell him the shout guy sent you and check out LitroLaw.com. All right, let's flip things over to the offensive side of the ball because so much talk has been had this week about the Bills getting right on offensively, and is this the the, the game to do it? And it's amazing, Ryan. I'm writing about um, Josh Allen, uh, where he's at injury-wise, and obviously uh, no injury designation, full practice on Thursday and Friday. He is in a great spot going into this game. He said it's, a, uh, it's probably more of a pain management thing uh, than it is like a serious structural deal. But he also said, I'm totally fine. So to me, I feel like that's, I'm not even really thinking much about the shoulder injury at this point in the week. He was able to go through a full week of practice. Gabe Davis actually had this really weird look on his face when he was asked about uh, Josh on Thursday after practice, like 
was there anything different about the balls coming in? He's like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I it almost like surprised him that he was being asked about it. So I, I don't know. We, we'll see if it looks a little bit funny in the game. We could talk a little bit more about it, but I I'm writing about Josh Allen and this offense and all the heat that they've taken and, and look at some of these numbers, Ryan yards per game for the bills, fifth in the NFL, 374 yards passing yards per game, eighth in the NFL, 256.7 yards per game. Rushing yards per game, 12th, 118 yards per game. And I think that's an important number because Josh Allen isn't, isn't a part of that. So if you really look at those numbers, fifth in total yards, eighth in passing, 12th in running, rushing, they've, they've landed on a balanced offense and they're scoring 28.8 points per game, which ranks third in the NFL. They're third in EPA per play in the league. Um, 0.22. They're third in offensive DVOA at 27.3%. Josh Allen ranks number one in completion percentage, number four in passer rating, number two in QBR, and he's the number three highest graded passer by PFF metrics. Have we made too much of this, Ryan? Are are things okay? Things are okay, but it's an execution standpoint. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Uh, that Giants game, if, if you're a Bills fan watching that game last week, you had to be frustrated because they were getting these big chunk plays that felt like every single drive. And then something would stall it out, a drop, uh, uh, you know, a, a flag that wasn't called for tripping, penalties, etc. And, and that's the part that kind of frustrates you because you saw in a three-week span where this show, like this team, uh, didn't look like the greatest show on turf necessarily, but they were putting up big points. Uh, against the Raiders, against the Commanders, against the Dolphins. But there's been those three weeks where there's been these lulls against the Jets, against Jacksonville, uh, against the Giants. And it's like, what team are you going to get? Are you going to get the one that is going to make the big plays but also finish the drives off? Are you going to get the one that makes the big plays, but then they do something to back themselves up, put themselves in a bad situation? I, I think it's some of the conversation's been overblown because of all those rankings you just listed. The Bills are still one of the better offenses in this league. But when you see what it looks like when they can execute versus what it looks like when they don't, it's a significant difference. This isn't a team that can still uh, get by here and there and still, uh, you know, really put teams away late. It, it took the final play against a bad Giants team. Uh, they didn't wake up for most of that Jacksonville game. We've seen the Jets keep a lot of really good teams in check this year, but that's the frustrating part. So, yes, I think it's been overblown to a certain extent, but I also understand the concern because it's been three weeks of really good football and three weeks of, of average to maybe at times below average. Right, and and you look at Josh Allen's performance last season against the Patriots, and I feel like this is a matchup where – you know, if you're looking for a get right game, this is a defense that he's been really comfortable against. And without Matthew Judon, they're not really as scary up front in terms of what they're able to do generating pressure last week against the, the Las Vegas Raiders, only 10 total pressures in that game, no sacks against uh, Jimmy G the combination of Jimmy G and Brian Hoyer, who had to come into the game in the second half, six quarterback hurries, four quarterback hits. And that's against the Raiders team that has some real issues up front uh, on their offensive line. Uh, we remember them a couple weeks ago uh, when the bills played them. So I feel like this is a good spot for Josh Allen, who last season in two games against the Patriots, uh, 223 yards, two touchdowns passing in the first game. Uh, at New England, and then at home against New England, 254 yards passing, three touchdowns, one interception. So not like 
explosive passing performances, but against this team, as long as I think he knows, as long as he doesn't make mistakes, they're going to be in a good spot. And he says something interesting to me. Remember that or to, to the media this week when we were talking to him uh, at the podium, remember week one against the jets when he just looked every time the, in the second half, the camera panned over to him. He had this like glossed over look in his eyes. Like the body language was just terrible. And he said this week, like, it's been at the top of his mind in terms of monitoring his own body language and the signals non-verbally that he's putting out to the rest of the team. And I think every time things have been going bad the last couple of weeks after the highs of those three weeks that you talked about, he's been really composed, calm. There hasn't been that look on the sideline of, of frustration or just, it almost seems like at times, like, it's, you know, it's funny. It's this, this back and forth between, sugar high Josh and this despondent Josh that we've seen at times over the course of his career. And I remember that look on his face, the three interception game against the Patriots in 2019. If even when they struggle, if he could find a way to push that kind of off, I think they will be in a good spot. And it was interesting also that Gabe Davis talked about simplifying the offense. That's something I tweeted the first week of the season as the bills were struggling, couldn't find any answers against the jets. It's like, is this thing too complicated? Should they just try to do lean into the things that they do um, well and maybe simplify the offense a little bit? Gabe Davis said that that's what they're kind of focusing on this week. So I'll be interested if they just maybe we'll see some screenplays this week. Maybe we'll see some more you know basic concepts to try to just get some momentum, first downs, continuity on the offensive side. And that would be huge for the team because if you're running what works best for you, even if you're simplifying your offense, you're more likely to execute. You're more likely to move the chains. And we've seen that. This Bills offense does not need to get the 40, 50-yard chunk plays down the field. They're capable of doing it. They've shown time and time again they can do it. But Josh Allen can also lead a, a drive where he can go 10, 15, 16 plays and, and you know punch it in at the end in some way, shape, or form. So you know, play to the strengths of your offense. Play to the strengths of uh, your personnel. We have not seen the tight ends involved nearly enough based on the guys that you have here in Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid now uh, obviously being active for this one after being in the concussion protocol last week. Uh, you have a speedster in Deontay Hardy. You really haven't used him downfield as, as we think you should. So play to their strength, simplify things, see what it looks like. And, and yeah, you probably can't keep it simple the rest of the season. But until you get this thing back on track offensively, uh, I, I think it's at least a good idea for this week. I want to see the run game more involved. I like what I saw from James Cook last week, Latavius Murray. I'll look pretty good as that between the tackles, tough runner, 30 of his 45 yards came after first contact. And now you have Ty Johnson, who's been elevated uh, to the main roster with Damian Harris on the practice or on the IR, excuse me. So, you know, that's going to be an interesting move too, because Johnson can run the ball. He can catch the ball. He's good on special teams. Uh, That's another kind of uh, asset for this team to see how he can get mixed in. Obviously early on, I don't expect big numbers there, but, Work with your personnel and play to their strengths. Check out this injury report for the Patriots, Ryan. Riley Reef is uh, out. Pass rushers Josh Uche and rookie Keon White both out, uh, which I think is a big deal. We talked about their 
inability to really pressure the passer last week consistently, that's going to be a, an even bigger challenge with those two guys out. Matthew Judon obviously out for the season. Where is the pass rush going to come for this New England Patriots front? Uh, it's a great question. Uh, they got some good linebackers. Uh, I think they're going to try to maybe blitz a little bit more, I would imagine. Uh, but Josh Allen has been really good against the blitz this season. So we'll see how that plays out. 16 Patriots are listed as questionable. Uh, David Andrews with an ankle. Christian Barmore with a knee. Uh, Kayshawn Butte with a hamstring. Trent Brown, chest. Uh, I think he was full, though, this week, so he should be good. Cody Davis, knee. Demario Douglas, concussion. Kyle Duggar, foot injury. That's massive. Yeah. Trey Flowers foot. I can't believe he's still in the league. And of course he's back with the Patriots. Devon Gotchow ankle, Hunter Henry ankle, Jack Jones, hamstring, Jonathan Jones, knee, Michael Anwinu ankle injury, still dealing with that thing. Juju Smith Schuster in the concussion protocol, Cole strange knee, Sean Wade shoulder. Uh, it's bad for the bills right now with the guys that are done for the year and, and some of the injuries they're dealing with, but man, is that a laundry list? That's, that's a massive list, and you mentioned the pass rushers. Uh, I know David Andrews told the media today that he would be playing for New England, uh, so that's one more guy that they'll have. But the pass rushing part of it, that's that's uh, massive because, you know, Uche's had some success against the Bills. Uh, I did I like the young kid that they have there in, in uh, white. Uh, so it's just going to be an interesting matchup in terms of what can New England really do defensively. If they blitz like you think they may, Josh Allen and company can really burn him. Allen's still very mobile. Uh, it has that escape ability. He doesn't run as much, but we've seen him at least uh, elude defenders in, in the pocket, get outside and make a play downfield throwing the ball. So I, I'd like to think that uh, that's going to be possible as well in this game. And, and you, like you said, yeah, the Bills are banged up right now. They've had some pretty significant injuries, but New England has a pretty long laundry list as well. Looking up uh, the New England Patriots uh, stats on the season, they're giving up 306 yards per game, which ranks uh, just outside of the top 10 uh, or right at, at the 10 there, uh, which is Bill Belichick defense for the most part. They're going to be in that range. They're giving up 202 yards uh, passing per game, 104 on the ground. And then, of course, the 25.3 points per game, which is obviously high. And uh, let me see how many. Uh, yeah, it's bottom bottom eight in the league, which I think a lot of that goes into not maybe so much the defense, but what the offense, the, the spots they're putting them in. I mean, Mac Jones over his last three weeks, five interceptions. I mean, they're giving, they're turning the ball over. So this is a team that's going to give you probably some opportunities because of how uh, their inability to take care of the football. And so to me, who's going to guard Stefan Diggs? Cause JC Jackson is still having nightmares from 2020, when uh, Diggs got to the division and I, so much so that he went across the country over to the chargers to get away from it. And now he's back in the mix. To me, that's one of the matchups I'm keying in on. The bills have not been shy about the fact that they're going to get the ball to Diggs. Josh Allen said it this week. It's like, you don't want to force the ball to anybody, but Stefan Diggs is one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the league who gets open. And if he's open and, He's probably going to be like, you know, like uh, Jamar Chase says, right? 7-11, always open this week against J.C. Jackson. You're going to probably get him the ball, and that's a matchup that I'm going to be watching. Yeah, J.C. Jackson obviously looked lost in that matchup against Stefan Diggs a few years ago, but his whole tenure with the Chargers was a disaster. Uh, hasn't looked like the same player since. Obviously, you think with the familiarity with the system in New England, he might be able to get back on track, but this is a really tough matchup for him. We've seen the Bills feed the ball to Stefan Diggs. Uh, early and often, all season long, I'm anticipating another double-digit target-type outing. 
Uh, and, and once again, it would not shock me if he went over 100 yards receiving. All right. Uh, that'll do it for the preview show. It is the picks portion of the podcast, which means we got to get into how we see this game going. Ryan, start us off. What is your prediction? Yeah, you know, I had some Bills fans say stop predicting blowouts because then they end up being close games, but I'm doing it anyways. Bills 31, Patriots 13. Uh, I just don't see how they hang with the Bills, With the, even though both teams are missing some key players. Buffalo is by far more superior offensively, defensively. Uh, I see a few turnovers for Buffalo's defense, the way A.J. Epinesa gets his hands on footballs, uh, the way Terrell Bernard's been flying around. I think this is a... Uh, good game for the defense. The offense looks the part two. They execute on those turnovers and and put this one away early. I think the script is going to be really good in this game. I think Ken Dorsey's going to come out, dial some things up. I think he's got a group on offense that wants to play for him. I mean, Josh Allen came out in defense of his offensive coordinator this week saying there's a lot of, uh, you know, all pro coordinators sitting on their couch and in the stands, but inside the building, you know, they believe in what Ken Dorsey has been doing. I think the bills are going to be able to run the ball a little bit, but I think just like getting back on schedule, like, you know, moving the ball a little bit, get keeping the offense on the field and finishing with points. I think Tyler Bass gets back uh, in the more, on the more consistent side of things this week. Uh, I don't think it's going to be, a blowout blowout. I'm predicting bills, 28 Patriots, 17. Like I have some kind of idea that it ends up being like 21, 10 late. And then maybe uh, a late touchdown for each late in the fourth quarter. And the game's never super close, close, but it's not a blowout. But I think the bills are going to be able to do some things on both sides of the ball, force a couple turnovers. You know, they, they miss Matt Milano. There's no doubt about that. It'll be a big spot for Dorian Williams. Terrell Bernard has been playing well. And, uh, did you see this DVO DVOA stat on? Um, let me bring it up actually here because I want to bring it out. Let me. Why, I'm going to look it up. Why don't you respond to my prediction and the fact that we're kind of generally kind of close? Yeah, generally kind of close again. And I, I don't mind the close prediction because I I go back to last year's regular season finale against New England, and while that was in Buffalo, New England I actually played pretty tough with uh, the Bills. It took two Naheem Hines touchdowns for the Bills to really kind of pull away in that game. So. Less, you know, they were they had less talent than the Bills last year too, and they still hung around. They still found a way to make it interesting. Uh, I could see it being one of those games where the Bills have a lead throughout, uh, but don't really necessarily put them away until uh, late. And, and it's not necessarily a blowout, like you said. Yours was an eleven point differential, but it never feels particularly close either. So I, I like where you went with that. I think it makes a lot of sense. I just went with a little bit wider of a gap, uh, just because of the talent in general on both teams. Aaron Schatz, um, formerly of Football Insiders, he the creator of the DVOA stat. Um, he's now over at FTN Network. He put out the top cornerback and linebacker DVOA um, coverage grades uh, or, or marks, if you will, through the first six weeks of the season. And and, and players eligible had to have to have a minimum of 120 coverage snaps this season. The seventh ranked cornerback in all of football in coverage, uh, in terms of DVOA, their metric. And if you need to know what that is, it, it takes a, like situational like statistics and and puts it through an algorithm and and, and spits out uh, a final number, and then everybody's kind of rated uh, in that department. Taron Johnson at mm-hmm. minus forty seven percent at linebacker in coverage. Um. I'm sorry. The linebackers are total DVOA. 
the five best linebackers in the NFL, Terrell Bernard ranks number five. You, you know, he's just been uh, someone that has exceeded all expectations from fans, probably media as well, uh, because of the hamstring injury, not playing in the preseason, not knowing what to expect. He has just made so many plays. He's done a good job in coverage. He's been unbelievable in uh, getting up on the line, getting guys lined up where they need to, so that way he can kind of shoot into the gap and, and make uh, great plays. So, you know, Buffalo found a good one in, in Bernard, and, and their faith in him paid off at least so far uh, through six weeks. Uh, we want your uh, game day spread to pay off, and to do that, you got to head over to Tops Friendly Markets and start your Slider Sunday winning streak with Kings Hawaiian this football season and earn rewards to redeem for free product, brand swag, tailgating gear, and more. Visit the Tops Deli section and look for the bright orange Kings Hawaiian displays to scan the QR for a chance to instantly win tailgating prizes and visit topsmarkets.com slash slider Sunday for the best slider recipes. All right. He is Ryan. I am Matt. I'm on my way to Foxborough. Uh, it'll be a fun trip. It, it should be a fun game to cover. Check us out on the post game edition of shout um, Sunday, somewhere around five 30. Uh, and we'll see you then have a great weekend, everybody. Take care.